ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another Disjolting Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. Why, oh! Hello! No, that was a why, oh! Oh, it's yo backwards, so this is off to a really weird start here. Ladies and gentlemen, I, of course, am your host, Charlie, and I'm joined once again by the Plymouth Comer himself, Zelius. Cheers, Mike. Ladies and gentlemen, this, of course, is the Thursday Night Hangout. It's a weekly live show where we try our best to cover the topics most important to you during the show. If you have, unfortunately, not uh, added your topic or question or thought and you want to do so at any time during the show, please drop it in the chat. We will add it to the show. If we do run out of time, we'll add it to the very next show. So without further ado, let's get into it. First off... um, some of you may have noticed that there wasn't a Thursday hangout last Thursday. So there so I I knew I was supposed to be somewhere. Yes. So here is what happened. I, Charlie of Ultra Confusion, along with one of our uh fans, uh Clark, uh and my sister and my brother-in-law, uh went to see the Clark's Convenient Tour which, of course, is um, Kevin Smith touring uh, city to city with his new movie, Clerks 3. Okay. And let me tell you, oh, my God, it's a good movie. Holy cow. Like, I love the first Clerks. I'm kind of lukewarm on the second one. But the second one for kind of like backstory so you understand everything in the third, I, I that basically gives the second one a little bit more of a pass in my book, but the third one was great. I cheered, I laughed, I cried. It had everything. So here's what's always funny to me, right? What's up? Like I honestly, I'm not a huge Clark's person. Like it's just not my thing. Yeah. But I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna look online. Like, what is the Rotten Tomato score of Clark's Three? And and. This is just kind of in general what I feel like happens with movies. Uh-huh. The tomato meter, which I think that means it's like official, official real review. The, the critics. 63%. Yep. Would you like to take a wild guess, like a ballpark of the audience score? Okay. What was what was the critics number? 63%. 63. So I would say that the audience members probably put it like an 86. Really? 92? 93 buddy yeah but, but like that's what happens like i feel like that's so common where like you know it's people love it and then critics like well you know it wasn't perfect um but it's good well and, I mean, it's just kind of yeah funny to me well uh, i think where yeah i think the other thing is that um once again like, this is the third movie of the series and i think that if you were to watch it there there are a lot of references mm. in this thing. So I think if you are not a fan of Clerks, if you're just kind of a, oh, this seems interesting, I want to watch it. Which would it, be me, honestly. It's not, I mean, if, if someone were, if in the movie someone says 37, do you know what mm-hmm. that means? No idea. Okay. Then, yeah, you're probably not getting as much out of it as the 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 people who really like clerks i mean it's just the they, that's they, fair it would be like watching avengers endgame without having seen the other avengers like true, true if it's a certain iteration 
of a series that's there. Actually, probably better now if you don't see Lord of the Rings because that's great. That's a trilogy. Yeah. And sure, on its own, Return of the King's a good movie, but having the first two make it like the perfect movie. So I definitely think dictating a movie's quality or predicating it upon the previous ones is perfectly yeah. valid in my book. Yeah. But, but anyway, another, another example is like Black Adam. Five. Tomato meter. What, what, what's the tomato meter say? 40%, four zero. Yeah. And what, what do the fans say? 90%, nine Interesting. zero. So Interesting. it's just like another case of like, you know, the critics say one thing, but the, the fans are like, it's just a fun, enjoyable movie. <laughs> yeah. I, I heard that it was, it was, Better than than a lot of people expected, but it could have been more. Is what that's what I've heard from people. Well, my understanding is part of it. I'm not a huge Mar or not you know, DC person, but like Black Adam is the definition of antihero, and he does like bad things in the comics. But The Rock also has an image. Yeah, and he's not going to go full Black Adam, basically. Yeah. So it doesn't mean it's not going to be a good movie. This is probably not going to live up to what, you know, another African-American male actor may have done. The Rock's not going to necessarily do what could have been darker things, yeah. which I get because that's why The Rock is the most profitable movie star in the world right now. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I'll probably see it someday. Um, yeah, I'll see it eventually. I mean, it's not, it's not at the top of my list by, by no means. But what is the top of your list that you have not seen? What is the top of my movie list? Ooh, you know, I'm not exactly sure to be honest with you. Um, I'm sure there's something out there that I'd like to see Sonic three to see if it could continue to go. I, I dread, um, the chance to see the super Mario brothers movie. Mm -hmm. Cause I think that Chris Pratt's just going to shat all over it. Yeah, that's nowhere on my list. I'm trying to. Think. I I don't. You know, I'm. <clears throat> I'm sure there's something I'm just not that uh, that. Uh, I mean, I watched Clerks three. That was my big one. So, that's right. um, I get that. but anyways, uh, but yeah. So Clerks three, uh, and then now I'm back. Uh, also, <laughs> funny story, um, but. At the end of last Thursday, or the uh, not last Thursday, but the previous Thursday, the last show that we did, I said that we had some Ultra Confusion merchandise coming, and that I would showcase it for you um, Sunday night and Tuesday night, uh, and then the next Sunday, since I wasn't going to be here on Thursday. So Ooh. that Sunday night, I forgot to turn my camera on, <laughs> no. and then Tuesday night, ended up being my son's basketball draft. So I wasn't here to do it. Uh, so this past Sunday, God, I hope I had the camera on. Anyways, long story short, I'm wearing the Ultra Confusion hat uh, for everyone to take a look at. And then I also have the Ultra Confusion sticker right in my hand. Uh, they are available at uh, ultraconfusion.tv. Uh, and if you just click on the merchandise link there, you go nice. straight there. Spe nice, uh, nice. Speaking of merchandise, or I guess uh, campaigns or whatever, um, Code Warriors, 
RPG, the latest game from Nurburger Games, has uh, successfully been funded, which, no surprise. I mean, Craig, Craig usually... I don't think that Craig's had a uh, a failure yet. Uh, his his uh, first his initial goal was five thousand, and they ended up r- raising uh, almost uh, seventeen thousand. They raised sixteen thousand nine hundred thirty four bucks. So hopefully in April of twenty twenty three, because that's where he's aiming for, I'll get my my book, my dice, and my dice ten. Uh, for Code Warriors. So congratulations to Nurburger Games, a.k.a. Craig Campbell, for yet another successful Kickstarter. And of course, if you want to know the beauty or have any, like, how the heck do I do this weird Kickstarter thing, Craig is the man, the myth, the legend who knows all of the internet. Indubitably. Now, um, I, uh, I saw that Craig is already setting up for Gen Con 2023, and I saw some of those prices for those uh, those booths. That's whoo, <laughs> that's that's uh, fifteen hundred for for a booth. That's uh, that's way out There's of all the confusion for us. Right? Well, it's like two thousand for the corner booth. Yeah, but since he's a returning vendor, he gets a slight discount because they know that he's done it before. But speaking of conventions, ladies and gentlemen, I do want to announce that Alter Confusion will be making a return to Chattacon in Chattanooga. Uh, it will be January 13th to the 15th. Um, I'm, I, they've asked if I want to do a panel. I said yes. I just haven't actually submitted all the paperwork, but we are going to Chattacon uh, January 13th through the 25th. Uh, sorry, 13th through the 15th, not the 25th. Jesus, that'd be a long-ass convention. Nice. It's a very, it's a, it's Chattacon. I would equate it to like a buddy convention. It's kind of, it's kind of like just a step up from an Andocon. So you're, it's, it's just like, you're not going to see a lot of foot traffic there. Um, but you're going to meet some very interesting people. And I'm hoping that, uh, the spooky dudes, um, who are the guys that were vitamin geek, will be at that one because that's where I saw them last time was Chattacon, whenever the last Chattacon was. Um, and we got to hang out. So I'm looking, I'm hope, hopefully looking forward to hanging out with them. Very cool, sir. And one other, you know, PSA real quick, ladies and gentlemen, it is very important for your voice to be heard. And so Alter Confusion would like to remind you that if you are of the age 18 or above, Please go vote. I did it today. Here's my sticker to prove it. I am a Georgia voter. So uh, the election is actually on, was it November 8th, I think? Sounds right. 8th or 10th, whatever. Anyways, go now so you don't have to worry about it later. Go vote. See ya. Not now. The polls are closed, Zelius. Jeez, I'm mighty. No, I got my uh, absentee ballot. I got to go do it now. You just told me. Oh, Zelius, Zelius, Zelius. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, let's 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 jump into some of the meat of the show. I know that Zelius posted posted a uh, a story this week revolving around yet another attempt at a Android gaming handheld console. So Zelius, do you have any thoughts on what where they call it? The Razor Edge, retail for three ninety nine. Why, like? literally just like 
it's already more than a Nintendo Switch. Isn't it the same price as the Steam Deck, if I remember right, for the base one at least? I think the Steam Deck's three fifty. Like it's really not that bad for a price. No. Um, it's no, it's it's dark to three ninety nine. Okay. But still, same price for like literally infinitely more playability. Uh, it reminds me of the Ouya. Like honestly, like it's an interesting idea. Like five years ago. This may have actually been a good idea, honestly. You answer, but no, keep going, keep going. I think like five years ago, it may have actually been an idea that could have got traction, um, because the Switch came out what four or five years ago, somewhere in that range. So you would have been only competing with that, but like with the Steam Deck, regardless of whether or not you want a mobile gaming device, if you're going to get a gaming mobile device, I cannot. Pop, I'm just putting the Switch aside for the moment. I can't possibly imagine why you would choose a Android gaming dedicated device over the Steam Deck, honestly. Like, I just don't get it. So, like, I don't, I mean, I know who the target audience is, but owner. Do you? Because I can't think of a target audience. Like, the target audience is gamers. You mean all those people that already have an Android tablet where they play their games and they can already get the third party, uh, accessory to have the gamepad functionality to it like it's a dried up basically target audience it just seems silly it it just i don't get it at all um yeah here's here's the funny thing you said you said you know like five years ago you know it made a lot more sense razor actually bought out ouya okay so they could get their game library so they could put it on their Android handheld device, the Razer Shield. I think it's the Razer Shield. Anyway, so I'm like, okay, so you're still trying to do the same thing that you did, but like, I just, it, it, it's like, there's nothing new about it. There, it's not like, I don't know, I don't, I, I can't, I, I see no appeal whatsoever. I don't yeah. Ooh, so, uh, is it gonna? Because the thing is, it's gonna be playing Android games, which is gonna be what through the uh, the Google Play Store, which you're gonna have your tablet already that already plays that shit, or um, you have your Chromebook that will already play that stuff. And oh, but it's got a touch screen. Well, guess what? A lot of Chromebooks have a touch screen too. So I, I just you know. I'm like, oh, that, no. Yeah, they mentioned you can actually get a serviceable Chromebook for the same price. Yeah. And actually, 400 bucks is a lot for a Chromebook. Yeah. In terms of specs. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just seems, yeah. I mean, I guess to me, in order of handheld preference, number one would be Switch. Number two would be Steam Deck. That's about it. Like, if I get another handheld, it'd be Steam. I'm not planning on it. Yeah. But that'd be like the second choice. But really, it's like an Android tablet is like nowhere on that list yep. as far as, ooh, this is interesting. Um, and I think it's because so many, like, if you already have an iPhone, what's the point? Or you could get one of those little, you know, handheld, um, like probably Razer actually, like the little handheld devices that hook to it. 
okay, you're out maybe $1,500. Mm-hmm. Or for an Android person, like you said, you already have those Android devices. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like, mm, like most of the stories I try to spin of like, what is the benefit of it? Like, this is one I just really can't even bullshit one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <It's, laughs> I, uh, I mean, maybe it was in like development for like five years or something, and it just took them this long to come out of it. That's that's way too long <laughs> to try to establish something that they failed a couple times already on doing. So, no, thank you. No, yeah. thank you. Or for the same price, you can get an Xbox or PlayStation Five. Yeah. And that has a hell of a library. Yeah. There's just so many, like, maybe it was like $200. Mm-hmm. But part of the issue is the price point. You've already outpriced the Switch. Yep. You're at the same price as the Steam Deck or another console. So that's also the other issue. If you start looking at $399, like, I don't know how you could recommend this at that price over the other options that are available. I I got nothing. Or hell, if you really like Android gaming that much, just go get an NVIDIA Shield with a controller for like half that price. Shit, it was NVIDIA Shield. Okay, so Razer had, what what was the Razer handle then? No, so the NVIDIA Shield, that's their streaming device. Okay. So, um, but it's like marketed as also being a gaming device. Like, gotcha. someone's probably not going to buy it just to be a gaming device, but the fact it's both, and Fortnite already actually does good at it. Um, so, like, to me, that kind of makes sense, because you're both that streaming device and a, okay, you can game on it, too, and it's in the same ballpark as the Apple TV. So, to me, that makes sense, at least from a demographic perspective, as far as what are you trying to get. So, that's, like, if you want to do, like, real Android gaming, I'd be like, just get that instead for yep. half the price. Yep. Um, yeah, it's nope. I, I I just I can't even make up a sales pitch. Didn't I think I think if I remember right, wasn't there? Um, yeah, Logitech is also announced the Android handheld device. Yeah, both of them did it. One of the rumors is, or speculation is probably a better word. Yeah is that the chip manufacturer basically got them to go in on it to try to market their chip. Mm-hmm. Uh, ooh, the Snapdragon G3X. Which apparently is actually like a two-year-old chip or something. Apparently it's not even that now. Um, well, it's taking them this long to make them because, you know, COVID. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's, yeah, so you're right. I did see that about Logitech too, but it's probably assuming going to be like, the same thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I so I know what you're not getting for Christmas. Yup. Nope. It's actually really funny if like, you know what it would be like, you know, when you're younger and your parents buy like the wrong NFL football game at the store. That's what I feel like this is. Zealous, why'd you have to bring up such painful memories, you asshole? And this is like <laughs> the only one that's in the store. Like the Steam Deck sold out. Like, oh, this is another handheld gaming device. They'll like this. Dude, seriously, that what you just said 
is exactly what happened to me. I, I prom I, I was like, I want Tecmo Bowl. I want Tecmo Bowl. What did my parents give me? NES football. It's a football game. It's the same thing, right? Fuck no, it's not the same thing. No, it's not. <laughs> All right, let's move on to something a little happier because, damn it, I am going to fall apart. I'm sorry, man, bringing up bad memories of your youth. All right, so um, the Simpsons have this, this special um, episode every single, uh, every single year for like a long-ass time. I don't know if they've done it. I don't think they've done it the entire run, but they've done this for many, many, many uh, Halloweens, and it's called Treehouse of Horror. And this one is already making splashes because of the fact that um, one of the stories in there uh, is going to be called The Death Tome, which is uh, an homage to Death Note. And so that part of The Simpsons is going to be done in like an, in that anime style. And I've seen some of the pictures, some of the screen captures, and I'm like, damn, this is... Such really good. Oh man! But so according to Wikipedia, yeah. Answer your question. Yes, yep. every year since 1990, really has had um, a Treehouse of Horror. Yeah, every year's had one. Wow, that is nuts. But look, that I mean, and and the the interesting thing is that I don't think that there's been many out of that full run there's there's been many times where the treehouse of horror the entire episode has sucked there's always been something awesome about it and this potentially could be that awesome thing so uh now of course it's i don't i don't watch regular tv i'm not exactly sure when treehouse of horror would come on is it sundays no it's not sundays i don't even know i don't know what's on actual like tv yeah, that's the problem. Treehouse of stuff. horror. Um, let's see here. Right, what's okay? So the first one was October twenty fifth, nineteen ninety. But where is? Where's? T oh gosh, I guess I have to put it in twenty twenty two. You must get. What are you? What are you looking for? I'm trying to figure out exactly what when. Um, October thirtieth. October thirtieth. Okay, so that would be Sunday. Yep. So Sunday night, I was right. Then my first guess was right. Ha ha. Um, Look at that. I, I might. Well, I'll I'll watch it the next day. I'll watch it actually on Halloween because I'll be streaming <laughs> during the show. Nice. I'm oh, sure. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, that's. That's cool. I mean, I, I always love Treehouse of Horror um, uh, since I grew up and I'm allowed to watch Simpsons now. Thanks a lot, Mom and Dad. Um, but uh, I just want to give the, everyone a heads up, though I'm pretty sure that at this point, because the story is kind of big, most people know about it already. Now, speaking of big stories, let's talk about the fact that new seasons of Doctor Who will be streaming on Disney Plus in 2023. But where can you get the old episodes? Ah, Zealus, please tell. Please tell. On HBO Max only. If you're outside of the UK, I should say. 
So it's like, great. If you want to watch all of Doctor Who, you need not one, but two simultaneous streaming services to do it, which is just a good, another further way to piss off your customer base. Regardless of the show, having customers required to basically go to different platforms is just a terrible customer experience in any regard, in my not so humble opinion. I agree, but at the same time, unfortunately, I mean, you look at, um, well, I guess now that Futurama's on Hulu, you could probably watch all of Futurama on Hulu, I would assume, right? I don't even know. Yes? Actually, yes. Uh, well, yeah, because I was going to say, well, because Futurama originally was a Fox show, but <laughs> Disney owns Fox, so uh, yeah. Well, at least that has an excuse of being potentially different owners. Right. Doctor Who doesn't have that excuse. Right. I mean, Futurama was on Fox and then Comedy Central and now on Hulu. Yeah. So it's just, from a customer perspective, it's just obnoxious. Um, but welcome to the streaming era of 2022. Now, I do want to point out there is, you know, the exciting news also broke over the fact that for three yeah. uh, Doctor Who specials, um, the 14th Doctor will be reprised, or his that role will have a very familiar face. Uh, some people would say their favorite Doctor, and that, of course, is David Tennant. Is coming back for three specials before I know I'm going to mess up the name. I'm going to try it anyways. Uh, Nkuti Gatwa, uh, who will be the first African American. Well, no, I, that, that's not right. Uh, the, I guess the first African male doctor. Mm. Um, yeah. I, I, I almost said first African American doctor, but uh, in the seasons with uh, uh, Jodie Whittaker, there was a weird kind of like par a parallel universe going on, and there was a female African American doctor, that huh. or so they say. I've not seen. I have not seen any of her. I, not too recently, finished up all the Capaldi episodes. Um, so him and his freaking guitar. Uh, and the glasses. Don't forget about his glasses. But of course, but of course, gotta have those um, sunglasses. I'm excited though to see Mister. Tenet, who I think is the best doctor, but that's just me in my perfect little world. I would be very curious to, you know, uh, from when from when they, you know, they rebooted it. Um, so I'm not talking like, you know, back in the Baker days. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Tenet and Matt Smith, I think those two are jockeying for uh, everyone's favorite doctor. I'm not Capaldi. Uh, uh, Jody Whitaker, I know, ruffled a lot of feathers. So, I really like Christopher Eccleston, but he just didn't have a very long run. Well, uh, he didn't. I don't think he truly understood, like, what Doctor Who was, and because uh, from my understanding, he's done interviews after the fact, and he has deeply regretted the fact that he didn't stick on for longer after mm -hmm. he's seen, like, you know, how much the fans to this day. There are yeah. people who are, who consider, you know, still think of him as one of the doctors. Well, he is. Oh, I know, but I'm just saying, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, TV shows out there that once you're done with the show, 
they yeah. kind of like excommunicate you from their fandom. Yeah, no, that is true. Um, I'd agree because you know, I mean, you look at really what it's done for Tenet and Matt Smith's career. Yeah, was very much a launching point, and I think that was in a not insignificant part due to their longevity on the show. Yep. Um, I mean, they had a couple of great seasons with a couple of really cool arcs mm-hmm. in their shows that really kind of showed off. And now they've gone on to do, you know, bigger and better things. Um, and I think that that's something Eccleston probably did miss um, for whatever reason. He was only on the one season. And I do think he definitely could have easily done a couple more seasons like a Matt Smith or a um, Tenet. Um, he was definitely a quality enough actor in what he was doing with his companion Rose. Um, it all, it was a, they had a, something good going. Which, ladies and gentlemen, if you're curious, uh, yes, Zelius's cat is named after David Tennant's love interest, Rose. So She's also my love interest, in case you haven't noticed. <laughs> um, <laughs> speaking of David Tennant, this is something I really need to get in, get back into. I only watched the first two episodes of it, but uh, you know, there's going to be season two of uh, Good Omens coming, which of course stars David Tennant and Michael Sheen, which of course is a Neil Gaiman product, so you know it's going to be good. I had not seen any of Good Omens. It's been somewhere on my list, but I just haven't got it. Yeah, I feel like that's a show that you kind of just have to hunker down on. I don't think it's one of those you could like watch an episode here or there. I think you, yeah, and and the way that uh, the last, I mean, like I said, I watched the first two episodes. I'm like, all right, but then I kind of got sidetracked. And uh, for me, if it's that kind of like story driven thing, it's really hard to get back to it because they're like, wait, what? This guy, what happened? Because there's a lot of setup of the first two episodes. Um, I've actually been watching um. Rings of Power. Have you seen that? No, I have not. That's the one where they they just had a big reveal, right? I'm I haven't finished it yet. Um, Something about Sauron. Yeah, all I can say is some of the people hating on it just need to calm down. Stop being dumb. Like, well, welcome to internet trolldom. Like. If you take it as being a Lord of the Rings thing, yep. send that world with like elves and hobbits and orcs, it's great. I'm thoroughly enjoying it. But then people are like, well, there was this one off word that Tolkien had in the subnote of page of 465 of this non-canonical book. I'm like, shut up. Um, yeah, like, uh, I just write, like, sometimes... You just gotta sit back, remove yourself, and just—it's about fucking elves. Just enjoy it. And dwarves. Don't forget about those dwarves, dwarves, man. I can't forget about the dwarves, man. Jesus. Uh, no, it's—I mean, it's solid. It's—I'm thoroughly enjoying it, and yeah. Sweet. What am but I, I don't want to give anything away, so I don't want to say anything. But oh. it's it's solid. I just, I've been milking this, this show, but I finally finished the first season. I'm hoping it's the first of many seasons of Welcome to Wrexham, uh, that documentary mm-hmm. where two uh, celebrity uh, TV and movie star uh, buy a club in Wales, and it's just like the trials and tribulations of what it is, what it's like to try to run something like that, and it, by the end of the, by the end of the show, 
because they had, because they involved the fans so much in the actual documentary, man, like I, I started, I think I started bleeding a little bit. Uh, you know, some of my blood turned into Wrexham blood by the end of the, the first season because you started, you, you see how important uh, it's a, it's a small town and how this soccer team truly is like the backbone and the heartbeat of this city. And, and when the team does good, the, the, like the, just, you could just see this like uplifting kind of like, Oh, experience go throughout the entire town, which is awesome. You would never see that in Atlanta though. Sorry, but Atlanta's an international town. You have fans from every walks of life. I mean, it was pretty uplifting when UGA won the uh, Super Bowl. I'm just saying. That UGA has not ever won a Super Bowl, Zelius. That would be. down from 28-3 to beat the Texas A&M. What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> there... Yes, there are a lot of University of Georgia fans in the state of Georgia. So the state of Georgia, especially Athens, I mean, Athens was probably like a party for a month and a half, at least, afterwards. But anyways, um, yeah, I, I watched that. Um, I'm going uh, you have like a big banner now behind you for the Wrexham. Yeah, I I should at this point. But hey, uh, uh Ryan Reynolds, uh, if you want to, you know, if, if, if any of your multi-million dollar money wants to put a banner behind me and I'll support Rexham. I mean, it's probably also brilliant marketing there because now everyone's going to be like, wait, where do I get Rexham like merchandise basically? Oh, it hit all, every oh. single one of Ryan Reynolds, like, um, like endorsement deals, like the, the, um, uh, the mobile company and his gin company and his internet, uh, his internet password company, uh, TikTok. I mean, he got them all to like, you know, sponsor Wrexham. You can give these your wear at their website. Yeah. And you can really advertise for TikTok while you're at it. Yeah. That is what's so different, like for me, from like American sports versus mainly soccer, mm -hmm. is I feel like. Most soccer kits, like if you purchase them, you're like advertising largely for, you know, TikTok or American Emirates or whoever it is. Yep. I know America starts, they're starting to get those little emblems. And, no, well, uh, the NBA is starting to to show a little bit more where they're, 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 uh, they're allowing for more. I mean, it's not, you know, it's not, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, FIFA level, you know, but you're starting to see the the logo of of sponsorships on their their jerseys. Yep. It's all about the monies. Exactly. Exactly. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we do want to pause just for a second to do the friends of the show. These are the amazing people who help Alter Confusion continue to do what they do. And so every single week, we give we give some shout outs, some loves for uh, these 
people. So let's start from the top. Ladies and gentlemen, the Indie Cluster is an organization of independent game developers that want to gain exposure by being involved in the community. They collectively journey to popular conferences as a traveling booth to help gain attention for their games. They make partnership in local communities to bring games to the mainstream mindset. They highlight local, unusual, and rare concepts to challenge the paradigm of the common. They also host events to teach kids and minority groups about game development to hopefully one day enter the industry themselves. For more information, go to IndieCluster.com. That's I-N-D-I-E-C-L-U-S-T-E-R.com. IndieCluster! IndieCluster! The next shout-out we've got to give out is, of course, Noodle Boy Media. Founded in 2015 by Andrew Tran, Noodle Boy Media, previously Wat Kid 47 Media, is your choice for professional photo shoots and panel recordings at conventions. They pride themselves in providing a high level of professionalism, top-notch experiences, and quality services. If you want more information and to view their full list of services, check out facebook.com slash noodleboymedia today. The next shout-out I gotta give is to the man, the myth, the legend. This individual can help uh, anybody and everyone who's got some back pain in the greater Atlanta area. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm talking about Hero Chiropractic. Hero Chiropractic is a unique healthcare practice set up by Ryan Moore. The company's focus to elevate a patient's experience of freedom, creative expression, and joy. They believe that everyone can be a hero and has incredible heroic potential inside themselves waiting to be unleashed. Hero Chiropractic focuses on mobile chiropractic care in the greater Atlanta area. They are committed to healing clients by creating a plan of action uniquely suited for each person. They make that plan of action as convenient and affordable as possible, and most importantly, suited to your individual needs. For more information, go to HeroChiropractic.com. Now, the next shout-out we got to give is to our audio mastermind, and that, of course, is Crosspad, whoops, excuse me, Crosspad Creative. Need a new logo or want to work on a full branding and content strategy? Or maybe you need music or audio for your content, just like Alter Confusion. Crosspad Creative offers a whole host of solutions for individuals and small businesses. Just email josh at crosspadcreative at gmail.com and see what he can do for you. Now the final shout out we got to give is to the man who has been supporting us the longest. And that of course is Agile Axiom. By day, Axe leads both a development team and system administration team working with satellites at NASA's Goddard campus. But while not in meetings and many times during, he is the Agile Evangelist Agile Axe. Championing the philosophy of Agile and trying to make the world a better place for software developers, testers, system admins, and software projects the world over. Decades of experience in software development and leading Agile teams are brought to bear against evil processes, ineffective work, and bad habits. For more information, go to AgileAxiom.com. That's A-G-I-L-E-A-X-I-O-M.com. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I know that everyone out there is dying to know, how do I become a friend of the show? And so I will simply say, ladies and gentlemen, Ultra Confusion has a Patreon. We survive on the love and support of fans like you, and so we have this Patreon page. Patreon lets you, the fans, lovers, haters, demigods, interdimensional beings, gods, demons, 
alien supporters, and many more to become active participants in the work we love through a monthly membership. This gives you access to exclusive content, community, and insight into our creative process. In exchange, we gain a bit more freedom to do our best work and the stability we need to build an even stronger creative career. Currently, there are two different levels that you can subscribe to. These, of course, are monthly subscriptions. So there's the $1 a month or $12 a year level. And what that will get you is early access to all of our playthroughs, as well as patron only access to patron-only posts to help, the shoot, help shape the future of Ultra Confusion. Now, if you want to actually be one of those friends of the show that gets announced every single Thursday night hangout, you want to go to the $5 a month level. That's $5 a month or $60 a year. And that will get your name or organization added to our thank you section of every single Thursday night hangout, as, as well as all of the other goodies at the $1 level. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I do want to point out that uh, we are about to turn our next uh, early access playthrough uh, live for the patrons only, and that is going to be the game Voodoo Detective, which is quite the interesting game, I must say. So, for you patrons out there and for you future patrons, you get to look forward to that playthrough coming exclusively available to you very, very soon. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I do want to, I'm not going to be able to do this many, this next one many, many more times because not this Sunday, or not this Saturday, but the following Saturday, ladies and gentlemen, Ultra Confusion is proud to say that we have been fundraising for Extra Life for 11 straight years. Extra Life is gamers doing what they do best, game, to help sick and injured children at their chosen Chos Miracle Network Hospital. The money we raise through Extra Life will go directly to Children's Healthcare of Atlanta as, sorry, Healthcare of Atlanta as unrestricted funds. This means that the hospital decides where and how to spend the money to ensure the dollars we raise make the biggest impact in the lives of the kids they treat. So if you have the capacity to donate, please go to extra-life.org and search for Ultra Confusion today. And uh, so, speaking of Extra Life, okay, so there's an itty-bitty, teeny-weeny little wrinkle <laughs> about Extra Life this year. And that is that um, I will be gaming, okay? Don't get me wrong. I will be streaming and gaming for 24 hours uh, during a 24-hour bit. However, there is going to be an hour and a half where I will, unfortunately, not be able to stream. And it's because I am double booked. And the reason why I'm double booked is I am also the head coach of a 10 and under boys basketball league. And their first game is November 5th. I don't know the time yet. It's either at 8, 9, or 10. Or maybe it's 9, 10, 11. I can't remember. It's the, those three slots. So, uh, huh? Aim or PM. So we will, so uh, I will be coaching at uh, All Saints Catholic Church in Dunwoody, Georgia. Morning, uh, morning, or, morning or evening. Morning, morning, sorry, a.m., a.m. Jesus, I would, the kids would not survive. Now, the funny thing is, I'm going to be doing this 24-hour game-a-thon, and then I will have a men's basketball game on Sunday at, uh, let's see here, uh, November the 6th at 10 a.m. So... Whoa. Yeah, dude, I am going to be like the walking dead. 
And I was I already told my I already told my team captain like, look, I'm gonna be totally honest with you. I'm doing a 24 hour charity event the the day before, so don't expect me to be like bright eyed and bushy tailed for this game. Maybe it'll wake you up. Who knows? Maybe, maybe. Who knows? So when we start coming up with a gaming itinerary. Okay, gaming itinerary. Thank you, Zelius, for mentioning that. Um, there are. Uh, a couple of ideas that have been floating around. Uh, one is that Alan Wake was released on the Switch. So that may factor into uh, what what gets played. However, there are many, many, many other games that I also have access to. Um, so I, I wouldn't rule anything out, but... I was kind of, okay. So here's the deal. I was kind of there's a there's a new game that everyone's going. Oh my god, it's awesome! Let's let's do this game. It's called uh, Scorn, and I I streamed it Sunday night, and maybe I'm doing something wrong, but oh my god, the game is boring. Oh Jesus, it's so boring. Oh god, it's like it's like the 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 um. The, the lead art director, basically, um, I can't remember the name of the artist, but it's the artist that basically uh, was one of the inspirations behind, like, uh, Alien, the movie. Um, it's like that dude, like, the the, uh, the art director basically, like, okay, let's make the entire game like this dude's artwork. And... I, I just don't, I don't understand. I've, I've put, how much time have I already put into Scorn? I have already put, I've already put, uh, over two hours into it and I've gotten lost several times. I don't know what to do. There's like some puzzle aspects to it that you literally just have to bang your head into a wall until it works. You, not, not your, the head in the game, but your actual physical head into a wall going, this is so stupid. What the fuck? Like, I don't understand. Like, oh, I gotta play Scorn. Uh, let me, uh, let's see. What is Scorn? What, what's, what's the tagline here? Let's see if I can. Uh, Scorn is an atmospheric first person horror adventure game set in a nightmarish universe of odd forms and somber tapestry. Um, I've not been scared yet. I mean, yes, it's, it's a very depressing atmosphere because it's just you. You're the only one alive. Yeah, there's some grotesque monsters, but I'm like, ooh. Like, I don't know. Like, like uh, I just like uh, saw something. I think I was reading an article today about how they're really excited about you know how it looks and and runs on the Xbox. I'm like, but it's so boring. I don't understand. It's all about the immersion. I'm. It's not immersive at all. I just. I In like. Fact, I'm, I agree. I'm. I'm reading some quick reviews, and anything that's like it's the most immersive game I've ever played. That's basically what it comes down to from what I've seen. I, I, I was not immersed at all. I, w I, I was immersed in my own frustration over what the f am I supposed to be doing? It's like they, they tried to, they, they just kept like trying to throw like, like these, like it's, it's a horror kind of feel with, with, uh, with a little bit of gross factor. Hmm. Let's, let's do that. Because like, yeah, there's like, you get the squishy organ sounds. I'm just like, woo, wee, okay. So what you're saying is squishy noises don't scare you? 
it's like there's there's one thing where you have to like um uh you have to hit a switch to to make this big dial move so you can move on to the next level and what's stopping the dial or what's holding the dial in place is like it looks like a massive like big intestine that's running through one of the holes that's keeping in place so when you push the the when you activate the thing you hear this as it breaks busts open so that the thing could go around i'm like oh okay i'm like so it's like I, I feel like the the horror thing is more of a gross out thing at this point. Yeah, there's some creepy monsters. Not gonna lie, but there's I think I've I've in the two hours I've done I've maybe done some kind of combat action seven times. Most of it is just me walking around trying to figure out can I open this door? Nope. What do I? What happens if I push this button? What happens if I do this lever? Nothing. Maybe I'll come back later. Okay. Like that. That's it. I'm... So are you drawing a map like a Metroid game, so you know where to come back to? I should. I should be. I should. There is no mini map, so mm. I should be hand drawing a fucking yeah. map, so I know what the hell I'm supposed to be doing. Ooh, your doodles should become the map for this game. Oh Jesus. No, to be honest with you, my brain doodles make more sense than some of the some of like the the navigation that you have to do in this game. I'm sorry. <laughs> if anyone's like a huge scored fan, you know, maybe you could tell me the secret as to what's so amazing, so immersive about the game cuz like I said, the only immersive thing is my I'm immersed physically fully and physically in my frustration over I don't know what what I'm doing in this game. This is this I, I, it's, I, I, I played it for two hours during the stream. And then I was like, I, I've got to take a break. Cause I, I'm, I'm getting bored to tears. Like I, I don't, it, here's the thing. There are certain games that I play that I know would be like nails on a chalkboard to watch someone play. But this is like play this while playing it. I feel like nails on a chalkboard. And so I had to stop. I switched back to dot hack. Which of course I'm in the third and final chapter of Dot Hack. Uh, as far as many games as you play, to have that type of criticism, it has to be pretty boring. Yeah, it is pretty boring. I mean, it's, that is the first, that's like the first time I think I've actually heard you raise that because you've had a lot of criticisms over games for various reasons, and it's fair because all games have their faults. Yeah, but I think it's the first time you've actually given that specific specific type of criticism before again. I, I I think it's partially because there's been so much hype and so many people talking good stuff about it. I mean, there is there is uh I always go this is always my fallback to games that I will constantly shit on. And that is Lord of the Realms 3, which I literally and I will still go on record and say me taking a shit, a physical shit in that physical box increases the value of the game because it was so terrible. Yeah. But anyways, uh, speaking of terrible, <laughs> let's talk about the ever present in the news and some, some sort of legal way, uh, Activision Blizzard. Oh, so, uh, you may know 
that uh, Activision Blizzard has finally begun bargaining uh, for its first union contract with the uh, Game Workers Alliance at Raven Software. However, what you may not know, what's up, Nakamoto? What you may not know is that uh, Activision has actually rehired the law firm Reed Smith to help undermine the organization of that union. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Um, I, one of these, I, I'm, I am going to, um, try to, uh, reach out to some friends and I'm going to find someone who, who understands, uh, union law. And I just want to, you know, I want to get them to like interview and, and, cause I'd be very interested to see the kind of the, the crazy shit that all these game companies are doing. And of course, Blizzard, uh, uh, there was so much pressure on uh, Activision Blizzard to get this, um, to allow this union, uh, unionizing for uh, uh, Raven Software. And now there's already whispers of they rehired the firm that's helped keep unions out of Activision Blizzard. You know what it reminds me of? It's a little bit like the Lakers <laughs> and the NBA. They're all glitzing glamour and they just continue to shit bricks. And yet you continue to talk about them. And you just know that in the next couple of days, there's going to be another crappy news. Yes. Um, yeah. It's like, it's just all no positive. It's not even like the old adage, like any news is good news at this point. I think. Yeah. I think Activision Blur just wants to get out of the news. Yeah. They passed that point of like, no. No news for Activision right now. It's all bad news for like even like Overwatch 2 is basically taking a giant crapper. Everybody hates the battle pass system with an undying passion. They, I, actually, um, I've heard that um the uh the Halloween themed whatever, everyone's like, dude, this is like a huge step backwards in comparison to, to previous runs on the original Overwatch. I have honestly not logged into Overwatch 2 um at all, so I can't really say. Um, and that one was, so it's kind of ironic because if you think of Overwatch one, it was a purely PVP based game mm -hmm. where I know you always give crap over buying skins that you'll never actually see because it's a FPS, but like the skins in the atmosphere for events were really good in Overwatch one. I mean, that's part of what made it a fun game were the events and they always did I thought a phenomenal job with that. Mm -hmm. um, so not having stepped into Overwatch 2 and hearing that kind of makes me sad because like part of what was supposed to be the appeal of Overwatch 2 was the PvE. Mm -hmm. So like if they can't even get this right, which was supposed to be one of the appeals of PvP, PvE mm -hmm. is like that immersion and story and blah, 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 blah. Doesn't give me a whole lot of hope. Um, oh no. Yeah, it's like No, no, my wallet just got a lot lighter all of a sudden. Uh -oh. What'd you get? No, no, I'm I'm <clears throat> I'm trying to stop myself right now. Um there is uh Steam, of course, oh, is yes. doing is doing what they call the Steam Scream Fest starting oh, October twenty fifth through November first. Uh they are uh discounting some of these games heavily discounted, uh horror games. 
And there is a bundle. There is the Dead Space Pack bundle that uh, normally is 70 bucks and is 55% off. And in that bundle, you get the first, the second, the third, and the expansion for the third. Now, that being said, which actually is kind of funny because the first one is the one part that's not discounted. The first game, Dead Space, the original, is is priced at 20 bucks. But Dead Space 2 in this bundle is five bucks. Dead Space 3 is five bucks. And then the expansion is five bucks. So, you know. But um, I could I could care less about the third one. That one's absolute shit. It's not a survival horror as much as they want to say it is. But maybe that's what I'm going to be streaming. Nice. Just Dead Space. Like, and then for me with Overwatch, like, I originally was all in on PvE for mm-hmm. Overwatch 2. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that's we, we we were talking it up, going, you know, this this could be good if they actually do it. And that's the first thing they dropped. And now when it eventually comes out, I'm in very much a wait and see. Um I, I'm just unfortunately Blizzard has lost that trust. I know it's been a long time coming. Um some of us are slower than others, but still. Chip Thank loves you. your hat. Chef, yes. Actually, my old boss wouldn't let me wear this to work, so I'm making up for lost time. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, actually, if you want, if you want some, um, some uh, true awesome bundling uh, and you want to help support a local Atlanta company, uh, the, uh, the Atlanta company is uh, uh, Tripwire Interactive, and their game, Killing Floor, uh, they have the Killing Floor Complete Pack, which has... Um, the, the game, and then one, two, three, four, five, six, uh, seven, eight, nine, ten. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. what Where's the damn number of, like, how many things are included in this bundle? Because I'm not going to count all of these. Oh, it's got Killing Floor 2. It's got... So, yeah, you're getting a, a ton that's in this bundle. Um and it's 83% uh, eight, yeah, 83% off. Usually this entire bundle would cost you 217 bucks. It is $36 and 30 cents. Um, so if you want to, you know, uh, actually Tripwire got bought out by that company. We did that story. Uh, that's that Swedish conglomerate, but it's still, so, it is a local company. Lie, I thought you're originally slow rolling out. If you want to support a local Atlanta company, mm-hmm. then he should buy some alt confusion swag. Well, that too, you know, if you just to have the local company, which I have very conveniently linked in chat so people can represent it. I do want to point out that uh, a friend of the show and also has been one of our guest co-hosts, uh, Jason has already purchased both the hat and the sticker for his own use. And I have to say this hat has grown on me. Like at first I, I was kind of, eh, but since I've been wearing it and I think I've, I, I think it's more of like I've broken it in. So it's now taken more of the shape of my head. Cause I got a weird ass head. Uh, it works for me now. That's not the only weird ass thing, but that's okay. Thanks Celius. Just trying to help. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Um, Oh shoot. Oh, I, God dang it. There was another story, but I, I think I accidentally closed the tab. Damn it. Um, you can right click and reopen last closed tab. Yeah. Uh, hold on. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. 
Uh, balls. <laughs> While Charlie's desperately looking for something, Zelius, did was there any other bits of news that you saw this week that you wanted to bring up? At this point, I don't remember what's happened this week. Touche, dude. Touche. Yeah, Usually, I... do you remind me? Because my brain no work. Ah, uh, well, you know, there is that. Um, I must be doing something wrong because I can't. I did that. I did that. I did that. Oh, so if you, I, I know that we probably don't have a huge amount of, uh, well, maybe, I don't know. You got a bunch of Call of Duty people out there, but um, there is a warning going out. Do not change your location to try to play early because it's going to completely jack you over. Was well, it like geolocated based on where your release date is for the game? Yes. Mm. What did I just kick? Oh, the the controller. Oh, I thought maybe you kicked a small human. No, 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 no. No, no. Now, Zeus, I know you're not a huge horror game player, right? I think like Resident Evil 4 is probably like the only one I've actually really played. Yeah, there's 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 a bunch of you know because we're so close to to um to Halloween now if you it's every single website I feel ha except for Alter Confusion uh, right now uh, has one of those po you know one of those polls of what is the scariest game over game ever and to be honest with you and I'll still say this even if people don't believe me. I still think the original Condemned was the scariest game I've played because it's the only one, like I said, that made me turn on all the lights after playing. Uh, yes, Dead Space, definitely some good jump scares. Um, there, uh, I'm looking at the list on uh, Game Rant. Uh, they got Resident Evil, which of course, there's some good jump scares there as well. Uh, Silent Hill, yes. Alone in the Dark. I don't know if I actually played Alone in the Dark, to be honest with you. Uh, Outlast, never played it. The Dark Pictures, that's creepy, but I wouldn't say it's like the scariest. Um, actually, one of the Dark Pictures games is one of our playthroughs that we had an early uh, access of. Uh, I believe it was called, let me double check real quick. Dark Pictures. Of course, it pulls up Scorn, which we just had at that chit chat. Uh, dark picture, dark picture, dark picture. It's just because you need to play more of it. Never I will try. Man of Medan. Uh, you know, it, it's it's basically all your... It's really... Most of it is you're just walking around and, and your decisions do shape your game at the end. And yeah, there's some creepy stuff. There's some definitely creepy stuff. Uh, but uh, one of the games that I need to go back and play it again is uh, Little Hope. Uh, that's the next... Uh, uh, dark picture anthology that uh, that I will be playing for an early access. Actually, that might be the next early access, to be honest with you. I do have one game you need to play when it comes out. What's that? A true Master of Magic remake. Is it? Oh, Lord. Hold on. It's supposedly it's actually coming this time. Hmm. It's not just a fantasy that may or may not happen. So this is an elemental... 
No, it looks like this is literally just an upgraded like rescan versus an actual remake. This is just make it look nicer. But wait, is it there already one on Steam? No, but this is a remake. I know. I'm just giving you a hard time. <laughs> I know, Zelius. I know. Don't kid with me about Master of Magic, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. Too seriously. But yeah, I. Let's see. What are some of the other ones? Fear. Eh. Dead Space. The first two. Yeah. Five Nights at Freddy's. I can never figure out that game. Just couldn't get into it. And but there's a there's a lot of Five Nights at Freddy's. There's more than five nights. That's all I have to say because there's like four of them. So that's twenty Nights at Freddy's. If you could take that much. What does Elias do? No, okay, so here's what's funny. So I was looking at Master of Magic yep. and looking at their developer blog. Mm -hmm. And their first line is Master of Magic, uh, the, it is the game which essentially invented the 4X genre back in 1994. I'm like, no, that was Civilization One, which came out in 1991, basically invented the genre. I mean, I'll say Master Magic obviously did a great job at the genre. But if it was, that. but if it truly was what they're saying it was, then there would have been more than one. Yes, it's really Master Magic. It's really Sid Meier's Civilization. That's the OG 4X that really invented the series. There it is. Okay. That's the, okay. Here's the tab I closed by accident. Uh, CD Project Red has announced. They, they oh. are doing a remake of the original Witcher utilizing the Unreal Engine 5. Which which is also what they're doing the next... Yes, the I next Witcher game. everything in UE5 now, basically. Which, of course, I'm like, all right, probably going to buy it. Because I've played, I've played all the Witchers, and I enjoyed all the Witchers, and I, I feel like... In some respects, the Witchers have become more tame as it's gone on. I feel like the first one was more, you know, European freedom with like nudity and 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 that type of sensibility. And then as it's become more of an international hit, by the third one, you know, it's it's cleaner. Had to make it more family acceptable family in more family. countries. Yeah, I could see that. I just and and, and I know this. I know I've said this before, but I'm going to reiterate it. You know, it's it's really interesting to see um, what video game developers have to do to get their game into certain countries. And yes, yes, nudity or violence, you know, blood, uh, gore, uh, subject matter, um, that definitely plays into it. But what some people don't understand is there's also like certain color palettes that you cannot have in certain um, countries because certain colors mean certain different things. So I'll have to I'll have to do some research and pull and, and find this. But uh, I used to know a website uh, that had all the different color palettes uh, for Sora from Kingdom Hearts because mm. so uh, Kingdom Hearts should be you know a universally you know acceptable game. However, Sora 
outfit has to be different colors depending on what country uh, the game's in. It's like the Bloods and the Crips, man. You just can't wear the wrong color. You know well, it's like in certain cu- cultures, red means something different or yellow means something different. Um, it's like, um, fun fact, if you ever go to any of the Disney uh, theme parks and you ask for directions, you will always have your the person giving you directions point with two fingers, never one finger. Because one finger is obscene in certain cultures where two is safe and basically universal. So, yeah. So if if you ever go to, if you go to, you know, like an, you know, this like international theme parks, you'll always see that people point with two fingers, not one. So fun fact. Also, since we're giving out fun facts, did you know that at, by the, by the year of, the death of our first president of the United States of America, George Washington, the first dinosaur fossil had not been unearthed, which means that when George Washington died, he was not aware that dinosaurs ever roamed the earth. The more you what know. A tragic, what a tragic life to lead. I know. Seriously. Like, if I didn't know dinosaurs, I mean, it'd be like not knowing that aliens exist. It's just not worth living. They don't exist. Come on, man. We're, we're the only ones well, in the universe. Man. I'm gonna throw this rock to the internet at you. We're 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 the only ones. There's 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 no one else. There could be no, there could never be anyone else. Are you saying the X Files is lying to me every time I watch it? I want to believe, but I can't. Oh, you had me for a second. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um. Oh, if you have Netflix, I highly recommend that you check out uh, Cabinet of Curiosities by um. Uh, Guillermo del Toro. Ah. Uh, he is the executive producer and he, and a bunch of, I guess, like-minded individuals, uh, have these little shorts that are about 45 minutes long. Uh, and I watched the last one and I, I, I'm, I think I missed the, the very beginning of the opening credits, but as soon as it got into the episode, I'm like, oh shit, someone is doing Lovecraft. Because it's like within five minutes, like, yeah, Miskatonic University. I'm like, oh, shit, this is going to be fucked up. Was it sufficiently fucked up? Yeah. Uh, and it will also, if if you, if anyone out there uh, has ever seen um, um, uh, Nar- the Narnia Chronicles, Chronicles of Narnia, uh, Prince Caspian, the main, that main character, the guy who plays Prince Caspian, is the lead in this, as well as a, an actor who has always been really super creepy, uh, Crispin Glover. And you put the 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 guy who played Prince Caspian, Crispin Glover, and then put a Lovecraftian spin on it, it will mess with you up to the end. Though I kind of guessed what the end was going to be. I was like, oh no, the dominoes are falling all the wrong way. This is going to be bad. But to be honest with you, I think in all of, I think I, I, I might've accidentally binge watched the first four or five of those. I think only one has had a happy ending, the rest of them. And it wasn't really happy. <laughs> it was not happy, but you're, you kind of like, yes, the rest of you're like, oh crap. I just hate those accidents where you just let autoplay play or you accidentally click next multiple times. It's terrible. 
tragic thing to happen. See, I, I could I could say that you know it's just audio play in the background, but I will fully admit that I clicked. Am I still here? So I only have myself to blame. Okay, I've only got myself to blame. But yeah, um, definitely highly recommend. I mean, I always love Del uh, Guillermo del Toro's stuff. It's just when he announces stuff, I'm to the point where I'm like, okay, it's a fifty-fifty shot if this thing actually gets made or it gets shelved. But if it gets made, it's going to be awesome. It's those creative, zany ideas. Exactly. And I love creative, zany ideas, especially ones that deal with, like, you know, the sci-fi horror genre. Then, yeah. Yeah. Sounds like he needs to make a Dead Space game. I, you know, I want to say he was tied to a game for a while. But I don't remember. Let me see. I'm going to check it real quick. Hold on. Now you must know for sure. Uh, he previously worked on two high-profile video games, neither of which ever ended up being released. So he's basically like, nah, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to do that. What were the two games? I want to say one was a Silent Hill. I could be wrong. Mm, Silent Hill. Let's see here. Um... I remember. That's right. That's right. He was working. He was working with um, Kojima uh, on the Silent Hill title PT, and then Kojima and Konami had that really messed up uh, breakup, and then Kojima went on to form his own company, Kojima Productions, which of course I got this bad boy from, and all of the proceeds for this go to the. Uh, uh, Ukraine relief fund. Um, but that's right. Yeah. That was getting Kojima and Del Toro was like a fucking dream team. And then code and then, uh, Konami pissed all over it. So that'd be interesting. It would have been, it would have been. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I, uh, we have reached the end of our show, unfortunately. Uh, but I, but I do want to thank everyone for who came out and watched, and of course those who are watching this uh, on YouTube or listening to this via your favorite podcast uh, host of choice, be it on iTunes, on Google Play, on uh, Pandora, Spotify, Odyssey, and whatever other ones are. I swear, like. I get emails about, hey, your podcast should be on this. Sign up for free. And I'm like, okay, sign up. So we're on a lot of podcast distributors. So uh, many choices. Yeah. So anyways, uh, hopefully you enjoy what you hear and you tell all your friends. And of course, as Zeely's put in the chat, um, if you go to ultraconfusion.tv slash merch, that's M-E-R-C-H, you can get one of these bad boy hats or one of these vinyl stickers, which this one is destined for the back of my car. Um, but, uh, I might actually have to buy another one cause I want to put it, put it on a laptop too. Anywho, uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to the Ultra Confusion Thursday night hangout for myself, Charlie and Zealous. It's been a pleasure giving you everything come our heads, our mouths, and of course, our hearts will be, ne I will be back next Thursday. Zealous, will you be back next Thursday? 
Chances are no, but I'll let you know for sure on the bewitching day. All right. If Zelius is unavailable, I will try to find a co-host. If I can't, I will pilot this mofo solo because it will be the Thursday, which would be two like a day and a half away from the Extra Life Gameathon. Wow. So I will definitely have a show next Thursday. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in, and we will see you next time. Remember, kids, keep on gaming in the free world. Amen to that, brother.